Christmas Eve, all of our built-up expectations about the holidays come down to this day. The presents are wrapped, the stockings are hung, and the expectation, especially for the littlest ones among us, could not be higher. But then December 26th and 27th come, and January and March, and that expectation and hope fades. We all experience it. In this Christmas Eve message, our senior pastor, McGray de Vega, gives us five ways to hold on to our hope and manage our expectations, not just during the holidays, but throughout the year. Let us pray. Oh God, open our eyes to empathy, curiosity, and humility, that we might be generous and compassionate toward others and ourselves. In Jesus' name, amen. In a radio episode of The Moth Storytelling Hour, writer and humorist Andy Christie told a story of a memorable Christmas many years ago when he was just eight years old. He and his older brother Artie were visiting his father's apartment in New York City one Christmas morning when their dad presented them with gifts that were, in Andy's words, freakishly unequal. The difference in sheer scale between his little gift and his brother's massive gift had little eight-year-old Andy instantly weeping. He was standing there with his standard green and red striped package, while his 12-year-old brother Artie had to literally walk around his present in order to start opening it. His was the kind of present that was so enormous and magical and shapeless that it was almost like it was saying no box could ever hold the wonder inside there, as if someone threw, quote, a Santa Claus-style tarp on top of a pile of puppies or something. His brother opened his present first. It was a 40 or 50-gallon fish tank with all the accessories, rainbow gravel, bubbling scuba diver, plastic seaweed, treasure chest, filter, stand, everything but the fish. And then Andy opened his present, and it was a book, a fairly ordinary-looking book. It had a black cover. It basically looked like a textbook. He opened it, and it was filled with the weirdest pictures he'd ever seen, ornately drawn, Baroque-style artwork with some of the most disturbing images he'd ever seen in his eight years of life. Devils with giant bat wings swinging severed human heads and men and women on fire, none of them clothed, just horrible pictures, none of them in color. And when he tore himself away from the pictures to look at the words, he realized that the book was written in Italian. Now, to his dad's credit, he knew that Andy liked books and that he liked to draw, so his dad put some thought into it, but he did give him a book with pictures that he found unsettling and words that he couldn't read. So Andy was disappointed. You and I could probably relate to young Andy, couldn't we? He was judging the merits of his gift based on volume and mass alone. Andy looked at his book, then he glanced over at Artie's veritable SeaWorld theme park, and he just started sobbing. Artie, on the other hand, showed very little interest in the aquarium. He stood there with one of his plastic tubes in his hands, one end in his mouth, the other end blowing air into one of his ears. He didn't care about fish tanks, but Andy did, for no other reason than he didn't have one. 
Artie, on the other hand, took a look at his little brother's new book, saw the grotesque pictures, and being 12, was much more intrigued by them. So he said to Andy, you want to trade? And they did. Now, if we care to admit it tonight, our anticipation of Christmas often exceeds the payoff of Christmas. Maybe it's because our excitement is based on standards of volume and mass, as if we've been setting ourselves up over these past few weeks to experience voluminous happiness or massive contentment for at least the next 24 hours. We do this to ourselves every December, don't we? Only to discover sometimes that when we set our expectations that high, we feel like when December 26 rolls around, we sense that we've missed something in the end. Even Luke's gospel sets up this disparity of expectations. I mean, look at the first two sentences in his birth narrative, the part that we often skip right past. Quote, in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. I mean, the emperor, the governor, the Roman rulers, their contentment and peace was based on volume and mass. The size of the population, the projected income from taxes, the anticipated expansion of the empire. Their expectations were even bigger than a 50-gallon fish tank. But as you have heard in tonight's scripture reading, Luke then pans the camera away from the aquarium of the Roman Empire and zooms in on the much smaller gift. It's presented by a lowly young couple from a backwater town called Nazareth. Just a humble man and his pregnant wife stumbling into Bethlehem to be counted as just another number. And if we're honest tonight, there's a part of us every year with such Augustus-sized expectations for Christmas that we miss the smaller, more subtle gifts that this season can bring. So tonight, my Christmas Eve message for you is just three simple words. Don't miss it. Don't miss the blessings of God evident in your life and at work in the world. Blessings that you will miss if you look for them in more grandiose standards if the Christmas story tells us anything, it is that the peace and joy and hope and love that we have anticipated comes in smaller, more subtle, but much more impactful moments. So don't miss them. Here's just a few examples. Some of them inspired by one of my favorite writers, Anne Lamott. Number one, don't miss a chance to look up into the sky. I mean literally. Give yourself more opportunities to look up, including tonight. Remember the shepherds? They were the first ones to know about the birth of Jesus, maybe because they were the only ones looking up at the time while the townsfolk were busy doing the kinds of things that we townsfolk always do. Find some moments to breathe fresh air. Look up into the clouds, the sunset, the sunrise, the stars. It will give you perspective Writer Anne Lamott once said that the reason that you can trap bees in a jar is because they never look up. Instead, they're always bumping into invisible walls because they don't look above them. 
So don't miss a chance to look up. Number two, don't miss the chance to forgive. And that includes forgiving yourself. Grace is spiritual WD-40, Lamont says. It's like water wings. And despite what you have done or what others have done to you, grace never goes away. God's love really is for all people. And God loves you and me as much as God loves Vladimir Putin and Kim Jong-un. Earth is forgiveness school, Lamont says. So sometime in the next day or so, you will have a chance to forgive someone else. And you may have a chance to forgive yourself. Don't miss it. Number three, don't miss the chance to say, I love you, I'm sorry, or thank you. These three sayings are easy to say, but difficult to really mean. I love you says, you matter to me. I'm sorry says, my actions matter to you. And thank you says, that our relationship matters to us. Saying these three things in equal measure to each other over the next few days, it's like opening an exciting present in your relationship together. Two more. Here's number four. Don't miss the chance to sing. That's what we've been talking about here at Hyde Park United Methodist for these last four weeks. The songs of Advent tell us that despite all the confusion and hardship in our lives and in the world, God can always put a melody in our hearts. So find a song that brings you joy. Better yet, find a song that adds more joy and beauty in the world and claim it, sing it. Sing it in front of others if you dare. They'll let you know if you can keep going. But either way, do as John Wesley advised and sing it lustily. Find that song and don't miss it. Finally, number five, don't miss the chance to see Jesus. He's here. In a weird way, we've been anticipating the coming of someone who has always been with us and never really left. That's the paradox of Advent and Christmas. But in a way, all truth is paradoxical, isn't it? The greatest truths, the ones that we can bank our lives on, are the ones that both make perfect sense and are still hard to believe. That's especially true in how we might see Jesus. Matthew said we could find him in the faces of the poor, the hungry, and the sick. Luke said we could find Jesus in the oppressed and the downtrodden and the underdog. Mark said we could find Jesus on the cross where we discover our sins on his body instead of our own. John said we could find him in the truth of God's love, staring us in the mirror when we acknowledge just how much God loves you and me and all people everywhere. Consider this list of five not just my gift to you, but also just a starter set. My hope is that you will add to this list for yourself and each time when you discover a blessing from God that you might otherwise have missed, it'll be like opening another present under the tree, one that you would have otherwise missed. Which brings us back to the story of writer and producer Andy Christie and his Christmas gift swap with his brother Artie. The presents, it turns out, were given to them by their father while he was a superintendent of that apartment complex. It was a, a boarding house for single men in New York City. And every once in a while, for whatever reason, the tenants would leave all their belongings behind in their rooms, either because of sudden moves or death. So it was not unusual for their father 
to pick through the belongings of the departed tenants and put them in a sack and bring them downstairs to his apartment where they would be presented to his two boys under a Christmas tree or next to a birthday cake. And that's what happened on that Christmas morning in which Andy traded the book for the aquarium. Andy enjoyed his newly acquired fish tank for a few days before realizing how much work it involved. Over time, the glass got covered in slime green and the fish didn't make it. And the whole operation wound up in the dumpster out back just a few weeks after that Christmas. Artie, on the other hand, held on to that book, never really paying much attention to it, and he left it in his room. Years later, when they were much older, and after their father died, Andy and Artie went back to their dad's apartment to clean out their old bedrooms. And the next morning, Artie called Andy. Artie said, hey, have you ever heard of a 19th century artist named Gustav Dorr? Yes, I have, in fact, Andy replied, because his childhood love for drawing had led him to attend art school. Well, have you ever heard of Dante's Inferno? I have. It turned out the old book was an 1863 copy of Gustav Dorr's illustrated masterpiece of Dante's Divine Comedy, what book people call a, quote, first impression with book plates and worth a lot more than a fish tank. Don't miss it, friends. This Christmas, tonight, tomorrow, and over the days to come, don't get fixated on superficial experiences of joy based on mass and volume. The blessings of God are in the smaller moments, the ones we might overlook so look for the little things. Merry Christmas, friends, and don't miss it. Let's pray. God, once again, you come to us, yet you are always with us. Thank you that both of these things are true, that your presence is constant and faithful, and so we can have a fresh awareness of your arrival. Forgive us for gauging joy by volume and love by mass and Help us instead to see you in the little moments, in the little things. Train our eyes in such a way that we discover you in the serendipities that will catch us by surprise. And teach us not to miss it. In the name of Jesus, our newborn Lord. Amen. Merry Christmas. I hope you'll take time this holiday to reflect on ways that you can hold on to the joy and expectation of Christmas. Here are some reflection questions to help you continue processing this content. And if you want to talk about this message with other people or join us for worship or serve in our local community, visit hydeparkumc.org slash next steps to find out more. We'll see you next time.